Welcome to our To The Point podcast. This is Sarah Gillespie. I'm the Compliance Director at Lipscomb & Pitts in Memphis, Tennessee. And we also want to welcome our co-host, Stacey Barrow, with Marathas Barrow Weatherhead and Lent. Hey, Stacey, how are you? I'm good, Sarah. Thanks. So um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is in regards to the new claims regulations that are going to apply to disability claims and disability benefit plans as of April 1st. And um, the Department of Labor has been talking for a while about applying these new claims regulations. I think we heard about it, you know, in 2017, there was mention in October that it was going to apply uh, sorry, in October, there was a delay that was announced, and so April 1st is now the date. Any claims that are filed on or after April 1st, 2018, will have this new final rule apply. So, Stacy, what I'm hoping is that you can explain what is this rule, what does it mean, what does it do, and what plans would be subject to it. So, uh, these are new enhanced uh, disability plan claims procedures. They apply to all ERISA-covered plans that pay a benefit based on a disability. So certainly all of your group long-term disability plans will be subject to these new claims procedures, as well as fully insured short-term disability plans. The short-term disability plans that are self-insured, or you might uh, hear them referred to as advice-to-pay type of programs, they are typically payroll practices, and they are not subject to ERISA, um, and they would not be subject to these new final rules. So generally, it's going to be your uh, fully insured um, uh, fully insured short-term disability plans and your long-term disability plans will be subject to these new regulations. So what do these regulations do? Like, what are, what are the rules saying um, has to happen for claims after they're filed after April 1st? Sure. So these are, are generally intended to um, mirror some of the protections added to the group health plan claim procedures under the Affordable Care Act. Um, and so a lot of these have been long adopted by the group health plans. And frankly, many disability carriers also have um, long been in compliance with these rules. A lot of these things are just basic notions of fair play. Um, there are some new disclosure requirements. You have the right to access your claim file. Um, You have the right to respond to new information before a final decision is made. One of the things that used to happen sometimes under long-term disability plans is that an individual would file a claim, the carrier would adjudicate it, and then they would deny it for reason X. And the person, the claimant would appeal. The carrier would look at it again and say, okay, we're not denying you for reason X. We're denying you for reason why. And then the participant or claimant would appeal again. The carrier would look at it again and say, okay, it's actually not X or Y. It's actually reason Z, why you're not eligible for benefits or why it's not a valid claim. And by the way, you've reached your last appeal, so that's the final decision. And those kinds of things obviously are kind of fundamentally unfair, and so participants will have the right to respond to new information before any final decision is made. Um, There are other rules uh, to avoid conflicts of interest, um, as well as the ability for a participant to basically go right to federal court if the plan doesn't follow its claims procedure 
procedures other than for uh, de minimis errors. So in general, it sounds fairly positive, at least insofar as the member is concerned and their um, additional options. It, it is, yeah. It shouldn't be all that burdensome on employers or, or even the carriers, um, but it is a positive thing for, for employees and, and other uh, participants. So speaking of employers, what, if anything, do they need to do? I think you need to understand which of your plans are subject to these rules, right? If, if your STD plan is a payroll practice, not going to be subject to these rules. Your long-term disability plans, as we said, they are going to be subject to these rules. Um, and then you figure out if, if any amendments need to be made. Now, for the most part, the carriers are going to be in, in charge of doing this, and they're responsible for it um, as they are ultimately um, the, the claims payer here. Um, like Sarah said, some carriers are already well in compliance with these rules, and they probably won't be doing much of anything in terms of notifying participants. Um, other carriers might look at their documents and say, well, um, we're going to make some adjustments. We're not going to do it immediately. We're going to be more in operational compliance with this rule. And frankly, they do have some time to get into documentary compliance uh, based on ERISA's rules for material modifications. Um, so I think from an employer standpoint, just you need to update your claims procedures in your RAP document. That's not something the carriers would do for you. It's something that the, the attorney who drafted your RAP document, or if you use a vendor, um, you may need to restate that document, add in the new claims procedures, um, and then just make sure you've correctly identified the plans that are subject to these new rules. And, and that could extend beyond um, your health and welfare plans. Um, if your company has SERPs, uh, supplemental executive retirement programs or top hat plans that have a payment based on a disability, um, then they may also require uh, these new claims procedures. It depends on exactly how the disability is determined. If it's a determination by SSA, the Social Security Administration, you generally won't need to update. But if it's a reference to the plan's own or the, the employer's own group term uh, group long-term disability plan, then you will need to update your claim procedures in those types of top hat plans or SERPs. What about life insurance plans with a waiver of premium provision? Do they have to make any updates? Um, if there's any kind of a uh, determination based on a disability, um, and they, you know, then they would need to update their disability claim procedures to include these new protections. Okay. So just as far as Lipscomb and Pitt's clients are concerned, um, I did reach out to the main 10-ish or so carriers that we work with for disability, and I would say that about half of them did confirm that they were already in compliance. They felt this was something that, you know, they had already initiated years ago just based on what general health uh, um, group health plans were required to have in place under ERISA. And then um, the others were saying that they were sending out communications. And so like Stacy said, there are um, ERISA rules for SMM, Summary of Material Modifications, and all that should be followed when passing those on along to your eligible employees. But I think the good news is uh, that employers can trust in, in most situations where they're looking with the, uh, working with a fully insured carrier that the carrier is, is um, helping you out. Yeah, and to your point that many carriers have already updated their claims procedures, 
These were originally going to be effective as of 1-1-18, regardless of plan year. And we just got the delay in October of 2017. So I think a lot of carriers, the, the larger ones that have major <coughs> systems that need updating, <coughs> they were probably um, gearing up to comply with these rules as of 1-1, which would just make more of them, obviously, in compliance at this time. Right, that makes sense. So to the extent that you have a self-funded long-term disability plan, you, the employer, would be responsible for making the updates to that and communicating that to employees. But um, you can rely on your carriers for most of the fully insured situations and the communications that they provide. Well, this is um, really helpful information. I hope that our listeners have found it helpful. Of course, if you have more questions, you can always reach out to me, Sarah G, S-A-R-A-H-G, at lpinsurance.com. And I can always pass questions along to Stacy if they're ones that I can't answer. But thanks so much for joining us on this podcast, and we hope you listen to one of our other ones.